What's up, y'all? Have a seat. It's your favorite hour of the week with the Facts Over Axe crew. And we got the money man, the man with the plan, Chris Allen in the building. Right here, right here. We got the master of the mix and master, Josh Guyton in the building. That is I. And then you got the little old MC, that is me, Kenton Gibbs, in the building. And, you know, Thanksgiving just passed, and Thanksgiving food is known to give people the itis. And the itis is, is something where you eat too much, you instantly go to sleep. Most of our followers, they know it, they can relate to it. And Nate Robinson, apparently, uh, <laughs> can relate as well. Because wh- who is it now? Jake Paul? Is it Jake? It's Jake, Jake Paul. Okay, so so Jake Paul's hands, apparently, was the, the stuffing with the extra cranberry sauce up out the can because Nate went to sleep. Nate went to sleep and the ancestors wept. Guys, first reactions to the fight. Man, my first reaction was that this man is uh, embarrassing black folks. He embarrassing uh, basketball fans. He embarrassing <laughs> professional athletes as a whole. Not only did you get beat up by a YouTuber, you got beat up by uh, the little brother of the popular YouTuber. But but um, the, the, the initial thought was embarrassment. But now that I go back and look at it, and I was actually looking at the fight as somebody who's done mixed martial arts before, um... If I'm being honest, Jake Paul looked pretty technically sound when it came to boxing. Like, Nate Robinson was out there fighting like he was on a block, and Jake Paul actually looked like he put in the work to to know how to properly box. But, man, that was bad. You can't go out there and, and boost yourself up on social media and go in front of the entire world and get laid out like Martin when he was fighting Tommy Hearns. Mm. Hey. You did not just say that man got laid up. <laughs> Is that that how he crawled over to the ropes, bro? <laughs> oh, my God. Listen, oh, my listen. Lord. He looked like Devo when Craig hit him with a brick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chris, is, is that your only reaction to the fight? He looked like oh, Devo oh, when Craig God, hit him with no. a brick? God, no. Oh, man. First things first, this is a, this is a big win for the boxers in the world. Um Cause I've been I've been in the gym a lot lately, and it's a lot of people in there that that do practice air boxing in the air. Like like after they lift some weights, like I could be a boxer. Give give you that vibe, like I could be a boxer. And it's like, dude, you know how much skill comes with boxing? Like you have to be in tip top shape for one. Like boxing is probably the most in shape sport you have to. Mm-hmm. Well, the most the sport you have to be in the most shape for, besides football. Like I feel like football. Because if you want to know how to offense, you got to be in tip-top shape to keep running play after play after play. But boxing is probably got the slight edge of football because you're constantly, constantly fighting for three minutes on, three minutes off. So, first things first, big win for the boxers. Second thing, Nate Robinson. I get it. I get it. Your NBA career didn't go as planned. You didn't make as much money as you possibly could. But at the end of the day... Nate Robinson does a lot of positive things. He's in a couple movies. Nate Robinson wasn't really down bad for no money. Why? Why? <laughs> Why did you go and think that you can go take on somebody that's been boxing for a while? Why? Yeah, he a YouTuber, but 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 his craft compared to your craft looked what you look sloppy. You look like somebody that got too drunk at the club. We had to carry to the Uber. That's how you uh-huh. looked out there to me. 
Nate Robinson oh, he had did not to get look, carried out all right. He had to get carried out. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Nate Robinson did not look like he had any boxing knowledge to me. Like all. he was going and, 30 seconds in the bathroom at school. Oh, oh my He God. was trying to he, <laughs> he was trying to make this a street fight very 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 hard. He was trying very hard to make this a street fight because I guess that's what Nate Robinson knows. But I tweeted earlier today for those that follow me on Twitter and that listen to the show. If if you take boxing lightly and think just because you can fight on the street, you're completely wrong because it's rules in place that make you force you to box. You can't just grab somebody and sling them around and then slam on the ground. You can't do that. You got to put somebody down with your hands. And Nate Robinson, you got put down by a. a I feel like it was a little. Some Emmy just don't like the fact it was Jake Paul that socked him and put him on the ground. Because, <laughs> right. Especially with this Black Lives Matter movement going on. Oh it just God, didn't, please, it didn't please, feel Chris, right, bro. Please. It didn't feel right. You I'm sound just like saying. the people saying that Luca hitting that game winner over Reggie Jackson felt anti-black. <laughs> Come on, man. Hey, listen, listen. I'm keeping it a buck. I did not. I thought Nate was going to at least get to round five, bro. Like, I knew he was going to lose. Like, if I was to bet, I would have bet on um, Jake. But... Come on, Nate. And then you said the the what kills me the post he made before the fight. I'm doing this for the NBA. When you make a post saying you doing it for all these different people, you gotta go in there and fight for your life. I'm sorry, you can't put it. <laughs> you can't put it on all these people and go out there and get laid on your back. Your front, I, matter of fact. Oh my god, <laughs> he got laid <laughs> getting, getting laid out on your front is so much worse. So much worse. Let me just say this. Did you at least pinch it? Never mind. Never mind. We ain't even gonna start. This. That ain't where we gonna start. I just here's the thing, right? Nate Robinson learned what many people are now learning, which I feel like everybody should have learned over the years. People should have learned this from Tim Tebow. People should have learned it from plenty of other examples that thought, oh, because I'm good at this sport, it'll naturally translate over this one. Not so fast, my friend. Not so fast, my friend. This man. Jake Paul, feel how you want to feel about him. He's been, tra- like Chris said, he's been training for years, not days, not weeks, not months, for years to do this. And not specifically whoop on Nate Robinson. That ain't what he was specifically <laughs> training for. However, he was training for years to be a fighter. Nate came in with a couple months to about, yeah, everything I do, I'm going to win. You know what I mean? I'm a, I'm a competitor. I compete. No, you go to sleep. You go to ne- It's Betty by time, buddy. Because he, he put that right on your jaw. He put that right on your jaw. And it was... Hey, hey Gibbs. And, and the, the, <laughs> the, the, the bad part, Gibbs, that right didn't even look like it connected like he wanted it to. Like he missed a little bit of the the the, uh, the finishing punch. Uh, I don't know what you call it in boxing. I don't want to call it the like the... the uh, you the know you punch on the, combo. the follow through. The follow. I don't want to call yeah. it a follow through, but it don't look like he he got a full follow through on it because it looked like his his hand bounced off his face like it dribbled, oh. and he the rest oh. of the punch went. The momentum went. No, just hit him, you just hit him in the right spot behind the so ear. Listen. If you ain't used to taking them punches, this is it's night night. So listen, friends, can we please agree to not do this no more? Okay, I'm I'm actually a very good ice skater. I'm a better ice skater than I am a roller skater. My family will tell you, like, oh, Ken, when he's on those ice skates, he, he like that. I'm not finna go try out for the NHL. <laughs> I know. You about to I battle know. Michelle Kwan? No, absolutely <laughs> not. 
Unless somebody gonna go full time your heart, absolutely not. And even then, on one ankle, I'm pretty sure she could beat me a finger <laughs> Because again, she's done it all of her life. So friends, let this be a lesson, right? We and, and don't get me wrong, right? Here at Facts Over Acts, we do not want to discourage you from living your dreams. We don't want to do that. It's never too old. You're never too old to pick up a new craft. But always remember to put things in context and put the proper time behind the craft, okay? You you just can't say, oh, look, I'm a doctor, and then just pop out later, mm, actually, I want to do law and have your first case tried before the Supreme Court. That is not how that works. I think You're that one little dude from failure. Florida could probably pull that off. Who? <laughs> you remember the you remember the little dude that had the uh that was taking clients? He he was like twelve. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> don't, f- friends, do not listen to Josh. Do not let li- that little fraud doctor will have y'all. If you let him be your lawyer, don't worry about it. You might as well have had a lawyer with the big pants. Like he ain't never met a tailor in his life in a manila folder because you're going <laughs> to jail, bucko. But anywho, we we going to move on from Nate because that was an L that everybody took. That was an L. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. I got one more thing to say. Oh, go ahead. Talk to us, Chris. Talk to us. Did y'all see? Okay, he got knocked down once and got back up. Mm-hmm. But I don't think Nate knew where he was at when he got up that first time. And then oh. when he went down the second time, it's like he kind of, hit his head on the ground and then put his hands on his gloves and went straight to sleep. Like did y'all see that? It, it, like it, it, it looked like it looked like he literally like took a nap. Like you went over to Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You know how you get you come <laughs> home from work and you tired and you Please. tired and you be like, uh, let me lay down in the bed. You put your head on a pillow, you be like, nah, this gonna be a good sleep. You put your arms you know on the pillow you know with what? the roll, nap. Roll to Don Tolliver. Roll, roll to Don Tolliver. I done had enough already. Roll to Don Tolliver. We we gonna get out of here. Hey, peace and love. Y'all be great. Y'all be, you know, you oh go over your God. homie crib and he ain't got no cover, so you just, like, oh make a... Are <laughs> <laughs> you trying to stay warm with your yeah. hands around <laughs> Please. What are we doing? What are we doing? Oh, hey, my hey, Lord. Hey, y'all. All right, all right, that's all I had to say, man. That's it. MLK that's rolling it. over his grave. He's like, this is not what my dream meant. <laughs> we was getting whooped up. We was getting whooped on by white folks when I was around. This is This is not how I planned it to be. He went to the really locker cool. room with a tube. He had a big attitude. He went to the locker room like, when your parents give you that whooping and you can't oh do God. nothing about it, he went oh to the locker God. room like that. Hey, please. Just, just, and, and I'm going to say this, right? I'm going to say this. Kudos to him for like agreeing to do this. Also, he got paid 600K to do it. I'm sorry. You paid me 600K? I'll take her ass whooping. I'll take it. I'll take it. No lie, no lie. <laughs> like, like, and don't get me wrong, right? We all know money don't solve all your problems. However, six hundred K would solve a significant it portion. Solve a lot of them. Of the, exactly, it solve a lot of them in my life. Six hundred K, I'm showing up uh, next week on Twitch with dreads, bro. Bros. <laughs> hold on, not the Tyler Perry week. Hold, hold on, on I'm hold on, hold on. For the audience, <laughs> for the audience, let me just put some light on. Guyton is ball. He said he's showing up to Twitch with the dreads for six hundred k. Just so y'all put two and two together. <laughs> hey, hey, for six hundred k, I too would be a dreaded black man. I, I am <laughs> for six hundred k. 
The 600K, if they got to jump me, hey, listen, I'll be all right. <laughs> I'm I'll be, I've been jumped with, uh, with them Shamar Moore Diary, Diary of a Mad Black Woman, Bray. Hey, listen, I've been but listen, before. y'all, y'all K, looking I at still... y'all looking at it from our point of view. Nate Robinson ain't broke like us. That's the point. Facts, That's a bar. Facts. For six hundred K, and I've got Nate Robinson money. I'm not going to get embarrassed. I'm sorry. I, you know, and, and here, okay, all right, all right. I just, I, I feel what you're saying. I feel what you're saying, and I, I hope that Nate Robinson is in a position financially where this is just for um, for redacteds and giggles. But, anywho, that was a great L for the culture, as they like to say. But what was a great W for the culture? Snoop Dogg on the announcing. <laughs> I mean, he was so far. Everybody was like, yo, he got to he gotta do more. He, we got to get more Snoop Dogg. This man broke out in the old Negro spiritual the first time, or the second time, rather. That Nate Robinson went down. Friends, talk to me. Do we need to get Snoop on some primetime basketball games? Because Christmas is off limits. We got to hear the Mike Breen bang on Christmas. <laughs> we got to hear that. We we need but, to get. Oh, go go ahead, uh, go ahead. But another primetime game. Can we get him in there? What y'all think? We need to get Snoop everywhere, man. I mean, I've seen him do uh, a couple of like smaller like UFC events, like the prelims and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. And it seems like with time, he just gets better and better. And with you know, what I'm saying we we not really listening to like a 50 year old dude rap no more. So he can kind of delineate his time to to being more dedicated to commentary. So I honestly think if we got Snoop, if, if the, uh, Snoop got a little bit of media media training. That's something that we could see. I I can't think of a soul that wouldn't be interested in seeing Snoop uh doing a doing a Sunday afternoon Celtics Lakers game. Oh, I could think of a few souls, especially since you said the Celtics. Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. All right, no Celtics <laughs> games, no uh, no Jazz games. <laughs> Chris, what uh, do you, do we need more of Snoop, or was this just like a one off? For 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 stuff like this, I say yes. But, okay, for me, someone that I hate commentators so much where I, I watch the games on mute sometimes, like, and I know y'all two are the same way. I know especially Guyton. Guyton hates everything happy. So Oh, you ain't uh, <laughs> You got the volume turned up for a Chris Webber, Reggie Miller commentary game? No. Hey, no, hey, no. please. So, if they ever had those two. <laughs> wait, they have had those two on the same crew before. And um, Yes, sir. <sighs> it's been tough to get through. It's. It's been tough to say the least, but Chris, stop to talk to. But but talk. yeah, for games with Chris Webber and Reggie Miller working it, then yes, Snoop would be. A, well, I wouldn't have to mute the TV. I said, but that's like when the, when the professionals do it, like the good guys, they commentate. I like listening to them sometimes because they give a different perspective on the game. So like, say especially Mark Jackson, Mark Jackson point of view from commentating. When he says, when he sees things on the court, when he says some things, I'm like, oh, I don't like that. I was, I, I was looking at it this way. So I do still like when the, when the, the real professionals are doing it. But as far as like the scrubs, yes, if Snoop was there, then to make the game, especially anybody watching the Kings and Grizzlies game, Snoop there, I, I would watch it just because Snoop is commentating. You know what right. I mean? It'd be a way. To, it's a selling point for the NBA in a way, because. I ain't watching. I ain't watching a full forty-eight minutes of uh, uh, Kings anything. I don't right, care so, who the so, Kings. So, so let's say we went. Let's say we went ahead and did it like this. You know how they have like uh, the two main commentators, and then they bring in the Heat playing, and they bring in Chris Bosh for a quarter to talk about his experience with the Heat. What if they brought Snoop in in that capacity? 
Oh yeah, you know oh, most definitely. Uh, most definitely. Here's so so I, I guess I gotta be the old guy to spoil the fun here. Combat sports are not like the other sports. The only sport sport that even slightly resembles I got the case of the hiccups. I don't know what's going on here. Apologies, friends. Anywho, the only sport that even slightly resembles um uh combat sports is baseball because you get get a lot of downtime between what's going on. And, like, you have the time to break out in the Negro spiritual. In basketball, son, unless it's a timeout after that huge dunk, don't you dare break out with, mm-hmm, <laughs> my Lord, just because somebody got baptized. Don't do not do not do it, okay? Because now you're going to miss the whole another three at the other end. and you, you're, you're behind. I agree with Guyton with a little media trap. With a little media training, there could be something there. For sure. No doubt about it. However, I'm not as sold on Snoop as everybody else. I'm not hating on him. I'm not saying that he does not have a place in the major sports. Because I think he could. But I think it's a little refining. A little refining and for sure. Let's get him in there. <laughs> now We didn't even get to see his full potential against Nate and Jack. Because Nate, Nate went down so quick. It was only round Facts. two. But, but, but. Oh my God. 30 seconds in the round two. 30 seconds in. Did you even pinch him? <laughs> Did you even pin- Young man, protect yourself. Protect- he got whooped on so bad, he was in the middle of the ring thinking, hey, bro, they jumping me. I, I ain't finna get jumped for nobody, bro. I ain't, do- I ain't doing it. I ain't going. It was quite embarrassing, but anyway. Anywho, moving right along, friends, because y'all y'all out of pocket, man. Y'all out of control. That Nate Robinson got a family, okay? <laughs> he got kids, man. Y'all, anywho, we just we gonna keep it rolling because these two, my co-hosts, are disrespectful today. If Nate Robinson listening, man, it's all right. You know what I mean? It's all right. It's all right. Hey, again, for six hundred k, all of us to take the whooping too. Okay, <laughs> we would, sucks. we would. Man. So now we're going to move right on along. Uh, and again, we we passed Snoop Dogg. And, and now we got... It's very odd, by the way, that this the main ticket on this was Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr. And yet it was not the highlight of the night. Very interesting. But anywho, the fight concluded in the draw. Obviously, Tyson got in his big shots. As always, Roy Jones Jr. was putting on the show a little bit of flash and dash, as always. The fight was called a draw. Many people feel like Tyson was robbed. Fellas, what do y'all think about the fight? Was it disappointing? Did it live up to the hype? What's going on? Um, I think it was supposed to be disappointing when uh, more details on the fight started to get revealed and you realized that it was more of a, of a scrimmage as opposed to an actual boxing match. Even though it looked like... um two uncles at the barbecue that was fighting over dominoes like in out there in the ring i think we would have gotten a different result or we wouldn't have been as disappointed if they actually let these two former professional boxers actually go out there and have a boxing match once they started to you know put out rules to protect certain people or they couldn't go a certain amount of time i think that took away from the potential of what we could have seen even though it's two people that's completely out of their prime uh, if they were to let them just go a regular boxing rules, I think we could have seen a knockout or at least seen something that was uh, worthy of us discussing more or something that would have spawned memes on Twitter or something. But I think they really like 
they they really um handcuffed everything that we could have seen with the rules. So I think it was doomed to fail from the start. Hey Josh, I don't like that. I don't like that, man. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> you, you call it for elderly abuse at this point. You talk about let these two old men. <laughs> they both old. Out. I agree they're both old. And that's why there is no way. You know what? You know, you want to see an old man get knocked out. That's what you wanted. That's what you wanted. That, it, it, is that not what we all be, wanted to see? Oh, my Lord. You the, one that, <laughs> you the one to be saying, okay, boomer, every three seconds. Huh? That's you. That's you. You want to see a boomer get knocked out. Hey, man. Wow. I Wow. Chris, was this disappointing? Because I know you were the most anti for this thing to begin with. So, Chris, talk to you me. Hear were, were you hear how quiet I am, man. <laughs> yes, I was disappointed. Why they let these old guys fight, bro? Why? Why? What What did the – Tyson, you had your time. Jones, you had your time. Why? Why? Why, why did it have to uh, – All I saw was two uncles that at the barbecue got too drunk and one of them lost the spades game because they cheated him. They said they, they put a two in the deck and he got the too many cards and they didn't catch it. That's what it was. Oh my lord. <laughs> oh my lord. Like, like I, just, I, I don't I don't like it at all. You know, I'ma just say this, okay? I don't know what everybody was expecting. But as it I agree with Guyton partially on the fact that as it got closer, it became evident like, mm, this is gonna be tough. This is gonna be tough. And I'ma just say this. How many people, how many of you listening to this today could get hit in your ribs by Mike Tyson and keep moving quickly? <laughs> hmm? Hmm? Answer me that. How many of y'all could be peppered by about 10, 15 of those Roy Jones Jr. jabs and just be, hmm, I'm all right. I'm okay. I don't want to go take a nap. How many? Exactly. Uh, but again, this was, this was two old dudes fighting. You know what I mean? And there was... There was so much piracy going on on this thing. It was kind of hilarious. But in other news, I'm, I'm very glad that uh, nobody ended up seriously hurt, right? Because a lot of people were like, oh, no, nobody got knocked down. But, like, let's be honest here. Like, these two both have grandchildren. Like, come on. Come on. Like, mm, are we? Are, do we really want to see somebody get knocked out here? Right? Like, do we really want to see this here? <laughs> you know, that's another question. That's another because shout out to the people who paid for it, but not I, said the Fox. Again, I am a poor sports sports journalist who is praying to get freed from the shackles of human resources. That's it. That's it. So, you know, I definitely wasn't paying for it, but shout out to the people who did. All right? Y'all the real MVPs. Hey, Y'all hey, are the hey, real. Just think of Nate Robinson. <laughs> Jake was the man. <laughs> Oh my lord! They, I mean, they were the main event. They de facto were the main event. Like, let's let's be honest now. In the words of Ayala Vanzant, let's call the thing a thing, people. They became the main event because, you know, Nate Robinson got out there and got his tail whooped in front of all those nice people. I said, wait a minute, what is going on? Mm-hmm. He whooped Nate Robinson so bad, I just. <laughs> Nate Robinson was social distancing from a W. That hurt. That hurt to see. But anywho, we go. We gonna keep it. We gonna keep it pushing because we we don't have enough of talking about Nate Robinson that bad. Let's talk about some good news. Josh, you with me? You with me? I'm with you, <laughs> my man. Because we finna talk about some good news. Chris don't want to hear this because he is still his fan. But effective the day after Thanksgiving. The four family. 
after yes, it was an L, Chris. We got to talk about the L. We got to talk about the fact that they allowed forty points to Deshaun Watson and company, even though they had to fire their coach mid season. We got to talk about that. <laughs> Deshaun Watson without Hopkins, by the way. I don't like this Chris guy. Hey, Josh, man. can we hey, replace man. him? All Josh right, I will, uh, I'll make some calls. Thank you, thank you. Please <laughs> make some calls, man. Please make because I, I don't know about this guy anymore. But anyway, uh, both Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia have been relieved of their duties. Mm-hmm. Celebrate good times. Come on. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Wow. Wow. I love to see that. I absolutely love to see it. Fellas, talk to me. Uh, like, what we all know how bad the the Patricia era was or the Patricia era was for the Lions. So please, tell me one good thing that came out of this. Not not the firing. I mean one good thing that came out of his team. Man, I I it's been downhill since he's been since he's been in charge. It's been downhill. I, I'm, it's hard to think of a positive that that's come from this uh, this error that you call it. I give you one good thing. What's up, Chris? What's going on? You found you found out the Lions could actually get worse. <sighs> hey man, we've been on sixteen. It ain't no getting worse. Get this, <laughs> get this Chris guy off the show, man. Get him off the show. I don't need him here no more. You can't be here, big dog. This is wild. Anywho. Uh, you know, I, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you, this is what I believe this thing was for the Lions, because I, I wholeheartedly believe this. Lions fans at times have a tendency to be a bit delusional, especially the ones that are not actually from the city of Detroit. I don't know why that is. I don't know how this happens, but somehow. A lot of Lions fans like pop out with these unrealistic expectations, especially for Caldwell. Yeah. They popped out with these unrealistic expectations of like, oh, you you should be winning multiple playoff games. Like, oh, you had six pro bowlers at one point. You should be winning playoff games. Okay, friends, this is something that you build up to, right? And you could even say, oh, well, he went from 11 games to seven wins to nine and seven back-to-back. Friends, we have seen here. That is, I hope that we have learned today what we look like at our best and why we need to give folks more grace and more leeway. Again, somebody tell me what coaches since the NFL-AFL merger have made it to the playoffs with no offensive or defensive all pros or pro bowlers. It's not many. That list is very short. And Jim Caldwell is on it. So, again, don't blame him. Don't, oh, you can say, oh, he he did this thing poorly and he didn't. the team didn't show up in this big game. Sure, fine. That's a fine critique. I didn't say he was a world beater who was going to win you 13 games every year. I didn't say that. However, the GMs left the cupboards bare. The GMs drafted tight ends in the top 10. And then they told him, well, make something happen with it. Yeah. Fun. So, again, Lions fans, please do not look a prize horse in the mouth anymore. <laughs> next time we have a coach who has a winning record, next time 
we have a coach who gets us to the playoffs twice in four years. Next time that happens, shut up. Shut up until he proves, like, not only that he, quote, unquote, can't get over the hump, until he proves to be ineffective at a point, you've got to keep him. You've got to hold him there. Because this is, this, wow. Wow, Lions. Wow. Congratulations. That is just, mm. I, I feel like Lions fans have been humbled and we've now seen. But there are some who still are just still arguing, oh, Caldwell wasn't good either. He deserved to be fired too. Sure, the winningest coach in your franchise's history post-merger right. <laughs> definitely didn't deserve another year. Yeah, sure, sure. Anywho, I'm just, I'm so glad. I'm so glad about that. I'm, me and Josh are delighted. We're elated. We're ecstatic. We are overjoyed. We are overcome with a, a just a fury of positive emotions. And y'all hear Chris quiet right now because he's a hater. He's a habitual hater. He cannot help <laughs> but to hate. He was, if you ever watched the Chappelle Show skit with the player haters ball, it was in Detroit, Michigan for a reason. Hey, Chris hey, was in hey, the background. Hey, 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 hey. Chris was in the background. Hey, with hey, relax. Hey, I, 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 I'm all for it. I had everything too. Hey, 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 hey. I'm not a hater. The Lions had, I was the, I almost got a Lions tattoo at one oh, point in my life. Like, I was nine or 10 years old saying I'm going to get the Lions tattoo. I had Lion Knox, I had Lion Apparel. When they went 0-16, that killed every ounce of love I had for the Lions. Like, that's all. I'm one of those people, if you do me bold, I'm done with you for life. Like, <laughs> and the Lions did me so. I was telling everybody the Lions not going to have a horrible year this year. They're not going to be great, but they're not going to have a horrible year. And I know Giz, I know Giz. I should have expected that they was going to have a horrible year but, because but they Chris, roster. We were kids. When they went 0-16, we were actual children. Like actually, exactly. Give, 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 give. I hope if somebody do me both, I'm done with him for life, man. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm just done with him for life, bro. So you mean to tell me you still beefing with the ice cream man from Puritan twelve years later? That's that's something. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. The, the soft serve, I remember it to this day. I, I ran out there. He ain't stopped. He kept me pushing. I don't know. I don't even stop the soft serve no more. <laughs> my lord. Oh my God, bro! Old lady trying to get ice cream. We talk, yeah, we got ice cream at home. We got sherbet. We got, <laughs> hey, we got gelato. Ain't none of that. Ain't none of that soft serve nonsense in my household. Ain't none of it. <laughs> Chris, I, I hate to see that. I hate to see that. But you know what I love to see? You know what I absolutely love to see? Tom Brady taking L's. Oh, it's 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 almost orgasmic. It's it's just it's so amazing. So with this recent loss to the uh, Chiefs, the Bucks now fall to seven and five, and you know everybody swore that hey, Cam's performing poorly, the Patriots are performing poorly, whatever the case may be. The Patriots, after their win today against the Cardinals, are five and six. So in essence, these teams are about a game or so apart. Now let me just provide a little bit of context for you. Again, Patriots led the league in amount of players who opted out. With I believe it was five between five and seven. I want to say that was the number. Not only that, um, obviously they were replacing a a quarterback who'd been there for two decades. And when you look at the weapons Brady has, Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, Godwin, Gronk, OJ Howard. Not to mention that defense is is no slouches. Even though Tyreek Hill went off for two hundred yards in the first quarter of the day, which was just embarrassing a little bit, but. Nonetheless, we carry on. So, we're a little past the midway point in the season. 
are we ready to say maybe Brady wasn't the secret sauce yet, or is this just a, a tough patch in Tampa Bay's schedule? I mean, I, I do think that Tampa Bay is going to go to the playoffs. I don't know if they're going to go any further than that, but they are going to make the playoffs. But like I said on the uh, show a few weeks ago when we were discussing um, the whole Brady-Belichick di- dynamic, it's the same thing as they need each other. So and until – uh, Belichick either gets him another quarterback on Tom Brady's level or Tom Brady gets him a coach for however long he plays. That's on Belichick's level. We're never going to see success out of either one of those teams. Okay. Okay. So now y'all know with the new uh, way that the playoffs are designed, there will be uh, three wild card teams, I believe. I'm pretty sure there's, there's going to be uh, an 18 playoff to four division winners. And, oh, you know what? No. Yeah, it's going to be four division winners, and uh, it should be three or four wild card teams. Yeah. So, now tell me this. Does does this Tampa Bay team still have what it takes to be a Super Bowl contender, like everybody thought in the beginning? Hmm. I don't think so. Hmm. Hmm. I don't think they would. Uh, yeah, they over there with Seattle. They over there with New Orleans. Green Bay still somehow end up winning games, even though I hate them. I, I don't see it. Why you hate mm-hmm. Green Bay, guy? I'm a Lions fan. Bro, Chris, I just, I just wanted to point that out. That's all. I just Chris playing dumb like Bird, though. I just wanted to point that out. That's all. Hey, right, man, so- I don't jump shit when things going bad, man. Ooh, uh, Bucks. Shots hey, fired. Hey, don't do that. Cause I, 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 hey, listen, listen, listen. I don't do. I don't jump shit. <laughs> I've been a Rockets fan my whole life, and the Rockets, even when they were terrible, when they had Dwight Howard, thinking that he was the going to be Dwight Howard in Orlando, I said <laughs> Rockets terrible. Boy. Never been Lions terrible, bro. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. They've had uh, some dark times, but they wasn't that dark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I also, I'm also. Also, uh, um, was a Brown fan, and those years in Cleveland when Larry Hughes was option number two was 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 pretty tough to watch. It was nah, in the playoffs when, every year. When no no no, when Darius Miles was the number two, <laughs> Oof. that was a time, boy. That was a time. But anywho, so okay, all right, all right. Let me just let me just throw this out here for you, Chris, and let me let you chew on this for a second. When you look at this um, Tampa Bay team, what do you think is the problem that has them sitting at seven and five, three games behind the conference leading nine and two Saints? What do you think it is? Wait, wait. You said who do I think it is? The team? I, I said, what do you think is the problem with the Bucks? What do you think is wrong with them as a team that's got them at seven and five? They starts the game so. They finish games really, really well. Their starts are awful. And in the playoffs, teams play good a full a full game. So the starts for the, the Buck Bucks, it's been times Brady started off the game with two, three picks and then ended up throwing five touchdowns. Like you can't do that in the playoffs. Like, I'm sorry. And Brady's all even in New England, Brady's been like that. So I don't know. In the NFC, that's you might not come out the NFC starting off games that bad going against those top-tier quarterbacks that you got to go through. I feel that. I feel that. So, Guyton, what do you think is the problem over there? 
Um, it's it's the same same thing Chris was saying. I don't think that they have the personnel in place to. I feel like they're relying too heavy on Brady to work his Brady magic in certain situations, even though mm-hmm. like he's old. He might Absolutely. be the greatest quarterback we've ever seen, but regardless of what the sport is, regardless of who the player is, father time is undefeated. You can't rely that heavily on a 40-year-old quarterback to pull you out of a jam every time you want to start the game lackadaisical. Absolutely. Absolutely. So for me, I, I'm just going to say this, and I'm going to just leave it there. The defense has not played awful against really good teams. They haven't. They haven't show. They haven't been just rolled over and allowing thirty points per game. They haven't. The Bears are five hundred exactly. They allowed twenty points that game. But fun fact about this Buccaneers team: they have only won two out of their six games against teams with a running record. They beat the Packers and they beat the Raiders, and the Raiders are six and five, so they're just barely eking. Over that uh, 500 line. Just barely. When I tell you it's, it's not much, they're just barely over it. Okay? So, again, I honestly, I think it's a thing that they, this is much like that Eagles team that had Vince Young, Mike Vick, uh, Namdi Asunwa, Asante Samuel, all these guys. And they're like, yeah, this is the dream team. You know, this is the football version of the dream team. Sometimes teams need cohesion and just the ability to be together and play together for a while, that this team doesn't have. This team, they don't have it. And also, I think that a 1,000%, this Brady pick, again, them picking up Brady was not based on his skill set matches what we do as a team. Because, again, an offense that calls for deep shot, deep shot, deep shot, why would you get a 40-year-old to play in that? You know he's going to be taking unnecessary hits, and you know he's going to be forced to drive the ball downfield. Why? But anyway, that's what I think the problem is. But, again, because of the expansion of the playoffs, they're probably going to make it. That's fine with me. Whatever. I just, I'm just i just super excited that, uh, that everybody now sees what's going on here. Wow. What a time. Hopefully they draw like the Eagles or the Giants in round one. Listen, so they can get who y'all think going to say I'm sorry first? Who y'all think going to say I'm sorry first? <laughs> Velitech or Brady? Because you know Kyrie Neither. called Brian and they say ain't. sorry. Neither. <laughs> Neither. Neither one of them is saying sorry. Neither one of them is saying Both of them could be winless right now. And neither one would be like, hey, I was wrong. You got to come back. Or I was wrong. I need to come back. They'd just be like, Brady hey, signed a three-year deal, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yep. Two or three years. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I, I'd like back. to see the end of that deal. <laughs> he didn't come. Oh, my God. Oof. Oof, the cliff is here. The cliff that they always say players going to fall off of. I don't think he's going to fall down drastically, like far, but. I mean, he already has. He already he ain't has. fell that. Not, not like far did, bro. Far. Yeah. Them last couple of years, far was like. But it, but that was. But so hear me out here, right? Far was always a gambler. He was always just a. He was going to go for it. He was going to go all out type of guy. At the end of his career, when his arm could no longer just muster out that little teensy bit of magic to get the ball over an outstretched defender's arms, there were going to be a lot of turnovers. That was obvious. Brady, however, is the dink and dunk guy. That's supposed to last you for forever. True. That yeah, lasted Peyton for a while. 
Oh, it did. It did. it lasted Peyton through a neck surgery where they said, Peyton, if you get hit the wrong way, you're done to walking. He said, eh, I'll take my chances. And it lasted him through one more Super Bowl. And one more game that had had his safeties not decided to uh not properly check a fly route would have been two Super Bowls. So, you know, at the end of the day here, when I look at when I look at what Brady does, he's supposed to still be good at this point, based on what his skill set is. And it's it's very apparent. That deep ball, not there. It ain't there no more. It is not there. But anyway, we're gonna move on past that. We're going to move on past uh, Brady to a team that's been notoriously good against Brady. The four and seven New York football giants are now atop the NFC East. (laughs) Fellas, does this change your opinion on at this point that we're looking at here? We're 11 games in, only five left for most of these teams. Do you now believe that there will be a different winner or are we still rolling with Eagles? Man, is do you got to pick? This is yes, you got to pick. You got to do it. You got to do it. This is the same way I felt when I when I had to go vote, bro. This is not. Um, man, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and say it right now, man. The Giants in the lead. The Giants gonna go ahead and take it away. We seen the Giants, even though it's not the exact same organization. We seen the Giants put up some pretty uh unimpressive seasons and make the playoffs so on this show which is uh what's the date november 29th 2020 i'm gonna go ahead and say it not only are the giants gonna make the playoffs they'll win one playoff game hey 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 chris <laughs> hey chris yeah you a lot closer to guyton than i am can you can you please do a wellness check <laughs> Please. Please. Matter of fact, I'm going to call your old lady. I'm, I'm going to call her. I'm going to make sure you all right. You ain't been on no stuff. Are you still struggling see? from that 27-hour stream? That's what it got to be. That's what it got to be. He said they're going to win a playoff game? I beg hey. your pardon? I be- Hey, look. What's the worst that could happen? I'm wrong. Y'all expected me to be wrong, but if I'm right. Oh, wow. 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 That is, that's some take. Chris, t- talk to me. Have you updated your NFC East pick? Are you still rolling with uh, with the Eagles? <sighs> I'm going to still roll with the Eagles just because they have, in my eyes, the best quarterback in the division, even though he's not looking like the best quarterback. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm going to still go with the Eagles. Uh, I mean, the Giants just, they lost, when they lost Saquon Barkley, my faith in the Giants went through the, through the dirt. Like, it's in the dirt. Like, I, 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 uh, I it's tough, Gibbs. This is tough. I, I'm going to still go with the Eagles just because I think the Eagles got two more wins. I don't think the Giants have a win in the left. So, so here's the thing, right? The rest of the way, the Giants have the Seahawks, the Cardinals, the Browns, the Ravens, and the Cowboys. The rest of the way for the Eagles, we're looking at the Seahawks tomorrow, Packers uh, next Sunday, Saints, Eagles, Cowboys, Washington football team. You know, 
I I agree with you, Chris. Just the fact of how bad the Eagles' schedule is, I absolutely think they have to be the team. They have to be. I think they'll get their heads beat in the next two games, next three, really. The Cardinals are going to find a way to lose that game because that's it's what the Cardinals do. It's what Cliff Kingsbury does. He finds a way to lose games that he's supposed to win easily. Except when I got the the Seattle or my last team on the parlay to win, but we're not going to talk about that. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> he, he'll ruin your parlay and then go on about his day like it's no problem. That's that's just what happened. But the the Cowboys and the Washington Football Team, the Cowboys, they found exactly what the value of Dak is, and the Washington Football Team, they've been so bad. I don't know what's going on with them. I legitimately don't know what direction they're going, what they want. And don't get me wrong, they whooped the wheels off the Cowboys. They're actually on the two-game win streak right now uh, after beating the Bengals because Joe Burrow got hurt and the Cowboys. But, like, those are two awful teams. The rest of the way, they got the Steelers, 49ers, Seahawks, Panthers, and then Washington for the last game. And then the Eagles for the last game. Again, this is literally not a matter of who I think is the best team or who I think is a good team. Because if it's who I think is a good team, there would be no winner. This would be a vacant year for the NFC East. However, if I'm talking about just based off of who's scheduled, who's going to go ahead and be able to close this thing out, I'm going to have to go with the Eagles. I'm going to have to go with the Eagles. I don't think that anybody else has enough easy games on their schedule or enough gimmies mixed in with conference games to where it's like, ah, they could get two to three more. I think the Eagles just by conference, I mean, just by schedule, can eke out two more and still pull this thing off. And again, uh, Josh is smoking throwing because I don't. <laughs> oof, this man is out of control, and I'm I'm deeply wait 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 the, the, the players. What low key though, Giggs? What if the the team that got to play this team in the playoffs? Which I, I'm not saying they're gonna win, but what just or whoever this division really lightly. And then they mess around and lose. If let me tell you this, if Guyton is correct, and not only do the Giants hold on to win the division, but they also win a playoff game, y'all can mark it right here, right now. Josh can make up whatever ridiculous thing, and I do, I do it, like whatever, <laughs> just zany, practical jokers type nonsense that he comes up with. Anybody who knows me. They know I joke a lot, I laugh a lot, but I'm not really with the, the public games. I do it. I do it. Because there's no way. There's no way that this happens. There's no, And I'm not about to go for Charlemagne out here. That's no. Not going there. <laughs> but I'm, there's no way that this happens. There's no way. Even as bad as of a year as 2020 has been, even as bad as this division has been, there's no way. No way. One last and, thing we didn't talk about with the – so, Giz, I got to bring it up. Jim Harbaugh emerged as a fan favorite for the Lions job. Hey, please. Carisha, please. <laughs> Carisha, please. We didn't talk about it on purpose for a reason. So, okay. All right. Fine. Whatever. I guess we got to talk about this. So, Jim Harbaugh is kind of popping out or whatever. Some people are talking about him as a candidate or whatever. Somehow, after losing to a winless Penn State, he seems to be a guy that many fans think it'll be an easy transition over. Fellas, what do y'all think? 
No, not a, well, 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 actually, let me uh, try to look at it from both sides. One, from a team that's never won football games, you're trying to win football games, absolutely not. It shouldn't be done. He can't get the job done on a college level. I don't see a reason why you would try to transition that over to the NFL. I don't know how he's even eligible for a job. But um, apparently that name has cachet uh, to it, so... Like we've seen with Michigan, there's a reason they haven't let him go. So if you're looking at it from a money standpoint, you're looking to sell tickets and looking to get some some uh, casual eyes to the team, then maybe. But as a fan that wants to see the Lions win football games, absolutely not. Oh, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you so much, guy. Again, <laughs> Chris being a hater, going to push out the most hate this I just want to bring it because you... I just wanted to pray for y'all mental get Jim Hardball. Not only do you have to see him lose at Michigan, but you got to see him lose with the Lions. So. Hey, listen, I'm no longer uh, a Michigan fan, but I'll tell you this. I don't have any college team that I'm, like, super entrenched to except my boys in NC State because it's still still got uh, close relationships. But this is, this is my guarantee to you all today. Since today is just an episode full of guarantees, since this is an episode of just naps and guarantees and guarantees and naps, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. If the Lions make Jim Harbaugh their next head football coach, I'm done being a Lions fan. I'm I'm full-time going to take my talents over to Ravens Fly. That is where I'm going. Because I, I, I can't do it no more. If they pick up Jim Harbaugh, we've seen the super disciplinarian type already. We've seen what happens. You cannot do that in the NFL. It only worked for one guy. That's it. That's it. That's all. And Everybody that else, one guy gives? Bill Belichick. That's it. That's it. He's the only one. He's the only one that in modern day football can still be that and get away with it. Everybody else, shut up. Shut, stop it. Knock it off. Stop the tough guy act. Jesus Christ. I'm Wow. Whatever. I'm, I, anywho. I am, we're going to just scoot past that because now Krista messed up my flow with that nonsense. <laughs> I, I just didn't want you to miss a, a very dear and uh, touchy subject to you Lions fans. Please, please. Any, you know what? You know what, Crit? I'm not even going to, I'm going to save it till we off the air. All right? Because we, we trying to be good and decent people when we on the air. <laughs> but anywho, the NBA is only about two weeks away. Uh, preseason starts December 11th through 19th. And let me ask y'all this. Does this shortened season directly benefit teams who were bad last year? Um, No. No, I, th- I think a, f- a few uh, teams that are bad may get a few more wins on the schedule just because the fatigue that teams that went longer in the playoffs may have uh, due to the due to the shortened offseason. But I don't think that it's going to have a big of enough impact on the upcoming season to where we're going to be surprised and see teams that we know are bad make a run. I don't I don't think it's going to have that much of an effect on the overall standings. Okay. All right. Chris, what you thinking, man? I don't – I was pushing more for January start date and then making it a 60-game season and having the playoffs at the regular time in May, June, July. And I think you can squeeze in 60 games in that five-month span. It'll be, like, probably eight to nine back-to-backs. But, I mean, like, you get paid $20 million, $30 million a year, you'll be okay. 
and I get you, it's going to lose a lot of TV money. But if you think Kawhi load managed before, Oh my God! He gonna oh. take the he gonna take the load off and just put it down. He didn't imagine it no more. It's oh, a, hey, the, the load is he left the load in Utah. He left it there. Listen, listen. I was pushing for that that after Martin Luther King start date because I wanted it to the playoffs to start and make it a sixty game season. The playoffs to start at the normal time because that's just where I want playoff basketball. And I also didn't want to interfere with the uh, baseball season again because I didn't get to watch baseball this year as much. Because of the uh, NBA was was taking the bulk of my time. However, however, the start of this season, it's a lot of sleeper teams out there that had a lot of time off. The teams that only played eight games in a bubble and left after that eight games. The Pelicans, young team. They got a couple good pickups. They picked up Steven Adams. That's a great pickup for them because they lacked a lot of size down low. Derek Favors did his thing, but they only had Jackson Hayes behind them. And Derek Favors also is an undersized big man. So that Steven Adams pickup makes them a better team. Now, losing Drew Holiday hurt them, but they made up for it, I think, in defense with Steven Adams being the defensive anchor down low. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got another year for Zion and Binger resign. That's a, that's a decent team. You, got, you also got the Atlanta Hawks. Made a couple questionable decisions, but they did get better as a team in my eyes. And they also have had nine months off. Or, or eight months off. What was it? The season ended in March. It would be December. Yeah, they had. Yeah, yeah. Wow, I didn't even realize. They had nine months off? That's crazy. But the That's team so. Phoenix, a, a team like Phoenix, they only played eight games. They ended the bubble hop, so their momentum going to be high. And they just Chris Paul. Kelly Oubre didn't even play in the bubble, so they didn't even lose anything for real. A team, a team like that could make some noise. A team like uh, just a team like Denver is gonna be hurt by this. They played seven games literally every series, so okay. I'm not sure they got. They gonna start with a lot in the tank. They gonna be pretty. They still gonna be pretty like windy. I think because that's a fast turnaround. I feel that. I feel that. So so here's here's where I'm gonna go with this thing. I I know that there is the fact that like a lot of the older teams are going to be hurt by how deep they run into the playoffs especially a team like the Clippers and and things along those lines but here's what I believe is most important I don't th- I think the bad teams were more hurt by the bubble than anybody and I know that's a hot take I know that's a hot why, take why, why do you think why. that gives let me explain why let me explain why you look at all of these young teams when you talk about young guys, what do young guys normally need more of? Rest or reps? Experience, yeah, reps. They need the reps, right? Chris, you just talked about these young guys. A lot of teams that are really bad right now are really young. A lot of them have taken guys who shouldn't have been drafted. Not give, not give, not keep. You all through quarantine everywhere. You saw Trey Young hooping in, in April with no mask on when at the peak of the cases at one point. Come on now. They, they was hooping, kids. Sure, they were hooping. Sure. Trey was hooping. All them wasn't hooping. I saw Trey out. I saw Buddy out. That's it. I didn't see. That. You tell me if I'm wrong. Did you see Hunter? Man, they, they was hooping private runs, man. I'm telling you. They, they, they were. That's, that's what they do, bro. They were hooping, bro. Even if they were hooping private runs, does that private run give you a game rep? No, not that's it. You but see what it I'm keeps you, it, it, it keeps you. It helps you keep your rhythm, though. For sure, but but the question is this: Is it really helping you keep your rhythm 
if it does not help you in the flow of an actual NBA game. That's my only pushback to that. If it does not help you in terms of like, oh, if, when we're in a game or when we're in game time situations and we're talking about, hey, we need a bucket, who we going to go to? If it doesn't help you in that situation, if it doesn't help you in a, hey, we're in game time, this is what I want the defensive rotations to be. Is everybody on the same page with that? Yes, coach. Bet. If it doesn't help you in that way, how does it really help you? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you got a point there. Everybody but. looks great in these private runs in the gym. Remember when Melo was out the league and all he was doing was killing dudes in private runs? Remember that? I'm not they got saying got an NBA that, contract with Portland though. So and this I mean, what I'm saying. And, and hear me out. I'm not saying that, oh, because he was killing them in that in those runs, that showed that he was ready to be back. I'm or that that meant nothing as far as his readiness to be back. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is there's a reason why talent evaluators don't look at those runs and say, like, all right, that guy belongs in the league now. Because if that was the case, Michael Beasley would have been back. Michael Beasley would be somebody's number one option right now if teams looked at those rounds and said, yep, he's a guy that we can win with. But he's not. So objectively, I, I think that this long of a layoff has really hurt some of those young guys because, again, not only from the aspect of, you know, you hope that they were doing the right things in these private runs because, let's be honest, no, no coaches are there, no shooting coaches are there, no defensive coaches are there, no assistant coaches who are going to say, hey, listen, you don't need to work on that uh, between the legs, spin, pull up. You don't need to work on that. You need to work on your defensive ability, anticipating where ball handlers are going to. Not only that, but also where they doing the right things. Were they being mature enough to handle not being in a controlled environment for that long? Because remember, a lot of these guys, especially a lot of the young guys, they came up through the AAU circuit where every weekend or every other weekend, you're, you're either practicing with your team or you're going to play in different tournaments around the country. This was the first time that they've had nothing but time. They had nothing but time. Do you think that they acted responsibly with it? Some of these guys, 18, 19, 20 years old, I bet against it. So yeah. I think that the, the young teams really, to me, it's a catch-22. And this is one, another one of those things that, like, COVID presents no winner in, the, in a lot of ways. And this is another one of those ways where, like, there is no winner. The old guys who were who are on really good teams who played a lot, they don't get a them only playing seventy one or only getting seventy one days of rest. Not good for them. The young guys who didn't make it to the bubble all that time off wasn't good for them. It's it's just a tough situation all the way around. But anywho, yeah, I mean, I, I get you, but once again, you gotta you you're not counting in the fact that these other teams that played a long time go. Tired, man. Like they gonna be, they gonna be tired. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But here's the thing. Again, would you rather be tired or rusty? Would you rather be exhausted or rusty? Honestly, you could get out of rust faster than you get your energy. Honestly, I'd rather be rusty personally. I feel that. I feel that. That's 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 kind of facts. That's kind, of, especially with the way basketball works. I agree. I right. Agree. Right. All right. So hear me out. Hear me out. Since we're talking about tired or rusty, that naturally takes us into our next uh, segment here. Would you rather sports edition? All right, because you, me and Chris had this debate of rust versus rest off air. And, and, and we, we thought about a bunch of different would you rathers. And because, uh, because Nate Robinson just 
Get up. <laughs> he got sent to sleep, and, and we were all debating what, what would you rather. So let me ask you this. Would you rather get dunked on or crossed? Now, the dunked on, we talking Chris Webber on old boy from Harvard, like full crotch-to-face contact. <laughs> or, or Andre Miller against D. Rose crossed over where you touch earth. Like you legit go down and touch her. Which one would you rather have to do? I'm getting dunked on ten times out of ten, man. Cause get getting crossed, you on highlight reels for forever. One, it's so many dunk ons that it's it's dunks that happened in the past season that we forgot about. We not forgetting about somebody touching the floor. And on top of that, uh getting crossed is one on one and they just embarrassed you. When when you you getting dunked on most of the time, you coming over to help on defense. Nine times out of ten, when you get dunked on, you was playing good defense. You just wasn't you wasn't athletic enough to get the block. Getting crossed me, you just got embarrassed in front of your entire family. I don't know if they got tickets to that game. I don't know if my niece is watching on TV. I can't oh, get crossed. Oh my lord, Chris, which one? Dunked on the cross? I'm flushed on. Period. <laughs> if you think about it, when somebody crosses you over, that's one on one isolation. Them breaking yeah. you down. I get dunked on. Maybe I came from weak side and tried to contest on the switch. Or maybe I came from weak side and just tried to play help defense. Yeah, he dunked it. I didn't get over in time. So what? But even if a nasty poster like Brian did to Nurkic or Brian did to Jason Terry, you forget about that sometimes. Oh, no. Never mind. That Jason Terry. Yeah, never mind. I was just about to say. But the Wesley Johnson... James Harden, I'm looking at it. Man licked his lips and then shot the ball <laughs> after you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, Bron, not, but Bron's supposed to do that. He's 6'9", 250, and he dunked over Jason Derrick. He's supposed to do that. James Harden not supposed to make you do knees buckle and fall on your butt and back and then lick his lips and hit a shot. He not supposed to, You know what I'm saying? That just sounds way, way worse. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to be alone here, but I'd rather get crossed over. I'd rather get crossed over. Because let me tell you something. We measure iconic moments in time via dunks. We we just do. We do. We measure the arrival of Jordan with the Jordan logo dunk. That, the Jordan logo dunk was not a year in which he won a championship, if I remember correctly here. Am I right? Or am I? I feel like that was one of the years he won a dunk contest, which was early on in his career, correct? Yeah. Yeah, that's Okay. Correct. So he wasn't at his championship stage yet. But that still marked the arrival of Jordan on a national scale. Vince Carter has made a career. Boy, just been running sprints and hurdles for an entire career. Sprints and hurdles. That's <laughs> it. And yet, people treat Vince as if he goes on the Mount Rushmore of early 2000 players. Why? Because he jumped over a young man during the Olympics. Plenty of folks have amazing crossovers. They don't get held in that same regard. They don't get looked at that same way. Kobe Bryant dunking on Dwight Howard. One of the things that we all look back at like, oof, that was tough. <laughs> that was tough. But but let me, hear me out though. How many people have gotten crossed over and we don't remember them for that? You get what I'm saying? Like there's plenty of people that we strictly remember because they got dunked Or not we, as in us. A casual fan remembers strictly because they got dunked on. 
Jason Terry said it so. I'll be in the store and people be like, man, why you let LeBron dunk on you like that? They don't remember that he outscored LeBron in the, in the finals. They don't remember that. They remember that he got dunked on by the guy. So with that being said, you know, there are plenty of great crossovers. Crossover, Great crossovers happen every day. I'll live with that. I'll live with how I'm going to touch on I don't know. Get, get <laughs> one-on-one <laughs> breaking. Know. Like, Jason Terry was caught in a fast break, so you understand it. One-on-one getting broke down where you fall on your back? Dog. LeBron James knocked that man over with the sheer velocity of that dunk. But it was a fast break three-on-one, though, Gibbs. Like, okay, okay. DeAndre Jordan, Brandon Knight. That was a lob, and Brandon Knight came help side. He yeah, came help yeah, side. He came, he came help side. I honestly think Kyrie breaking him down was more embarrassing than him getting dunked. I think it was just a nasty dunk, but I don't blame but, Brandon Knight. But you for see, it. you see, Brandon Knight got broke down ridiculously by Kyrie. People still remember the dunk more than the the breakdown. People still remember that. I agree. That, I, I mean, because you don't usually see a grown man jump over another grown man and the grown man fall face first. Like, you don't see that regularly. He took the Nate Robinson dive after that dunk. Come on, man. You Come had to on, bring man. Nate back. You <laughs> had to bring Nate back. Oh, Nate not going to live this episode. Nate not going to live this episode. He fell like that meat off the bone, that turkey uh, leg hut, man. It was embarrassing. <laughs> but anywho, all right, all right. So we're going to move on. We're going we gonna to go to football here. Would you rather get mossed or pancake? I get pancake, now mind bro. You, now, mind you, this pancake is not in the trenches where nobody can see it. No, 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 no. You are outside of the box. It is a running back, <laughs> a receiver coming downhill at you. The receiver lays into you, lays you in the dirt. Pancake or mossed? I'm getting pancake, bro. Really? Yeah. I mean, because... I'm going to experience physical pain. Like, it's going to hurt when I get pancake by a dude that's 300 pounds. But at the same time, that pancake is going to be in the highlights for a week, maybe. They're going to forget about it by next Sunday. Okay. We done okay. seen highlights of people getting moss from the 70s. Like, we going to see that yeah. forever. Yeah. Lynn Swan, Moss in the Dallas e- Exactly. Still, still, so, still I would much rather get pancake than live with that, with, with a couple of bruises and live with the embarrassment on social media for a week. I'm not about to be showing my kids my highlight tape. And they be like, I search your name on YouTube and you got more. Like, I'm not oh letting that happen. Oh, my. oh God. Chris, which <laughs> one, man? Chris, which one you got? Moss I'm getting mossed 100% way more than Pancake. Because Pancake, that's that's almost like getting dunked on in football in a way. Oh, my but, Lord. But Moss, like, for example, that DeAndre Hopkins catch. He mossed three people, but it was good defense. He just was way better at offense. You get what exactly. I'm saying? Sometimes exactly. once you get you play great defense, but the the receiver just makes a fantastic catch or the quarterback threw the ball where it was impossible for you to grab it. So I'm getting lost. And let me tell you, as a former defensive lineman, I can tell you right now, moss me immediately. Moss me dog, dog. Go ahead. Hey, get whatever type of dunk you need. Make it one hand, do the OBJ on me, whatever you need to do. Pancake is like, it's different. It hurts your soul in a way. Like, every time you get pancaked, a little bit of you dies. Like, that's just the truth of the matter, bro. Because let me explain to you what a pancake is. A pancake is another grown man grabbing you and telling you, nah, you don't know what to do on this field. I know what to do. Come here. Go, go sit in the dirt real quick. And the worst part about pancakes, unless you get pancaked by a skilled position, 
the the offensive lineman is always going to drag his body over you or he's going to jump on you again when you think you're about to get up. Please, please, moss me. I'll take the moss. I will take the moss 10 times out of 10. I, I'm sorry. I, moss me. Moss me. Kids, I'll be on the highlight tape. But you know what? A little piece of me ain't going to be dead. Like Chris said, it, sometimes the ball is just perfect. A perfect pass, perfect catch, beat perfect defense every time. That's just a fact. But anywho, all right. Would you rather get trucked or hit? And I mean Ray Lewis style hit. I mean like you remember when the hit stick dropped on Madden and like it. Man. And we talk about if we talk about truck <laughs> back, back back when the hit sticks used to shake the screen on Madden. Oh yes, right. oh yes, oh yes. You, or we talking truck, and I mean like Earl Campbell. He don't break stride trucking you like that. Derrick Henry like. You thought you was finna make a tackle, and he said, "Yeah, no, nah, don't worry about it, big fella. I, I know what to do right here." Man, I'm gonna get one trucked. One? I'm gonna get trucked, bro. I mean, one, you don't see trucks that often in the NFL no more. Right. So mm-hmm. even though I'm at the live, Derek Henry this season, stiff arm and truck. But, but we see like one or two. We see like one or two good ones per season. So even though I had to live for being at one of those few highlights out of the season. One of the last people we seen truly get hit stick was Antonio Brown. His brain ain't been the same since, bro. So hey, I, I would hey. much rather. <laughs> bro ain't been right. Bro, bro ain't been right. Man, I would much rather live with that highlight than forgetting everything that's in my brain, bro. I'd much rather get trucked as opposed to somebody bashing their helmet up against me. I'm good. Hey, I'm big good dog, being on the highlight. Big, big dog Antonio Brown came out with a, a mixtape called No More White Women 2020. <laughs> None of his baby mamas are white. Bro, are I don't want to get hit so hard. I come out with a blind mustache and a, <laughs> and a Tetris high top fade, bro. I'm good. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> Chris, which one you got, man? You getting truck or you, you get this? You getting a, this is a tough one, man. But if I get hit and possibly get hit into the end zone, I might take getting hit, man. Because truck... You might be on the front page of the of of the the, the community paper for that team if you get trucked. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like, like that that's embarrassing. Like, all you had to do was tackle him and you got trucked. Exactly, 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 exactly. So, so I'm gonna say this: I'd rather get his stick. I'd rather get the good old fashioned, you know, this man just lit into my chest for this reason, for for this reason only. You can get lit into, and like nine times out of ten, they don't accredit it to something you did wrong. They're like, the defender just did something incredibly right. If you get trucked, everybody looking at you like, bro, what happened? Like, even if the running back running downhill at you, there was a young man that played at Boston College. His name was Andre Williams. He squatted so much. His thighs were so thick, bro could not wear jeans. Like, that's not a joke. That's not like an exaggeration. His, his thighs were literally... Too big to wear jeans. He And he played against uh, NC State when I was there. He ran over one of our safeties. When he ran the boy over, the safety tried to go low to get his knees. The knee that he threw to our safety turned our safety over so that he fell on his back. Now, mind you, he came in diving head first. So you're thinking like, oh, if he go down, at least he's going to go down on his face. No, sir. That knee turned him over. And he got a concussion, and he never played football again after that. Ladies and gentlemen, hit stick me, please. Please, I don't want that. I don't want that to be my career highlight. I, I can't. Mm-mm. No, sir. Not I. Right. At least I <laughs> know I, I got At least I know I got hit, 
and, and okay. I, I, I was getting going positive yards. You know. All right, all right. So we go. So we gonna do this last one, and then we are gonna get on out of here. Would you rather be a role player on a championship team, or a great player on a decent team? Um. I'm going role player on the championship team, bro. I, I think a lot of reasons why teams nowadays don't win is because everybody want to be that great player, but like that's just not some people's role. Was so that a rocket joke? No, man, no, not at all, not at all. <laughs> it's, it's the way of the world, bro. It's the way of the world, bro. You you know a couple of people in your life personally that their life is not working out because they shooting for aspirations for for things that they not are. Everything requires balance. And I, that might have been a personal shot at my cousin. He don't listen to the podcast. I don't like him. But um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I, I just think, like, some people need to sit back and evaluate, like, am I a great player? So I think if, if I'm doing decent somewhere else and I go to another team and they say, like, hey, you a great 3 and D guy. I need you to sit in this corner and shoot threes, but we going to win championships. Like, if I know we going to win championships, bro, I'll take 10, 10 less points per game. I'll take 10 less points because there's a lot of guys that's great scorers, that's great players throughout the history of basketball that we could forget completely about. But it's okay. not a lot of players that's on championship teams that was contributors to championship teams that we really just like throw under the wayside. I think we remember those championships a lot more than great players that like never really had success outside of their individual success unless it was like Hall of Fame level, you know, statistics. Okay. All right. All right. Chris, which one? Role player on uh, a championship team, great player on a decent team. So basically, do I want to be Charles Barkley or do I want to be St- Steve Kerr? Well, well, you ain't even got to take it that far because Charles for, Barkley is like Hall of Fame level. It ain't even got to be that. For me, I would I would look at Patrick Ewing versus Robert Ory. Those would be my two that guys. that I think that's a better one. And and you <sighs> know who would you who would you rather be? You could even do you could do Steve Kerr and uh, and and um. Steve Kerr and uh, Charles Barkley, if you want, but it's all the same here. Role player on the championship team, great player on a team that never gets just decent. Man, y'all know I got a huge ego, bro. I- I'm sorry. I got to go get buckets. I got to get buckets. I'm, I'm sorry. I got to get buckets. And at least I'm going to be getting paid on my sorry team. Because, I mean, Gordon Hayward just got $30 million a year to go play for Charlotte. And Charlotte ain't going to sniff the playoffs. No. Not going to sniff it. Not going to sniff it. That's... Mm. Okay. All right. Well, for me personally, um, you know, I'm I, anybody who knows me knows I'm a team guy. I love to... Whatever it takes to get the job done. However, for this specific scenario, if I got to be one of the two, I'd definitely take Patrick Ewing over, over Robert Orton. I'd definitely do. I'd definitely be that guy that's like, you know, you never won. You always got close, but you never won. And I'd be like, hey, my teammate's trash. What you want me to do, man? What you want me to do? As opposed to being like Ty Lue. You know what I mean? Like, okay, JK, JK. Ty Lue was not a great role player. But you get my point here. Like, I'd rather be the guy guy and just be like, hey, my teammates didn't show up for me. Then, you know. To uh, to uh, you know, be be a guy, a guy on a championship team, especially because they might erase you like like the Bulls did Craig Hodges. 
I don't want that. I don't want that. The Knicks cannot erase Patrick Ewing. No matter how how controversial his takes are, no matter how controversial his opinions are, you can't erase him. You can erase Craig Hodges. He was a very good role player. Yeah. Yeah. That right. that that's for right. me, that for me is my whole that's the whole argument for me. Just how erasable are you? And at the end of the day, in in reality, I'd rather be hey, if I had to pick one, I'd rather get some championship rings. Ideally, like that's the better me talking. But like the actual me that's like, hey, again, bro, you can be a hundred million, you know what I mean? You got never gotta work again. Oh, no, give me that. Give me that. But anywho, I know y'all done had enough of us talking. Would you rather the Detroit Lions organization has had enough of Quinn and Patricia? Y'all hear the music rolling, so y'all know what that means. But come on back next week and the week after that and the week after that. Peace and love, y'all. Yeah, no.